Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll get to David Stearns coming up at right around 4.15, because I was very surprised by something he said yesterday. I'm getting uh, some reports, Tiki, from some of my friends, some of my buddies, who happen to be subscribers to New York Football Giants season tickets. Okay. So I don't know the exact numbers, but I've been told by numerous Giants season ticket holders that they are getting some kind of price increase. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's the economy. <laughs> I have this thing. Your Jets did it. Why can't the Giants do and it? And I destroyed the Jets. <laughs> Like, I annihilated them for multiple segments on this show. (laughs) The Mets did it, and I annihilated them for multiple segments on this show. In my humble opinion, and I'll be respectful of the New York football giants because I don't know the details. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're talking about a 1% increase, if only half the stadium's getting an increase, if only 10% of the stadium's getting an increase. So I'm going to rip them in a more, I don't know, cautionary, respectful, generalized way. And what I mean by that, Tiki, is that in my opinion, when you are a franchise in this city and you underperform Mm -hmm. and you don't play well and you don't make the playoffs, there should be a rule, legislation, (laughs) that you cannot raise ticket prices on anybody. I have felt that way about the teams I'm subscribers to and teams I'm not subscribers to. And so, again, the number may be marginal. I don't know the number. I got a big problem with Steve Cohen doing it to my team, and he did it in a big way. Like, my season ticket bill is huge. And then Sal Licata tells me, hey, I heard a rumor there's a season ticket event. And I'm like, I didn't get an email about it. And I'm like, let me tell you something. If there's a season ticket event, anyone who had the kind of price increase I had and all of my fellow Section 300 people had, we should be on a freaking cocktail list Getting free drinks and served like shrimp cocktails via hand. Was there actually a season ticket event? No, I don't know. Uh, so the just, you, just, you know, a cocktail list often doesn't refer to shrimp cocktails, usually the drinks. Yeah, I meant that. I meant both. <laughs> like, I used cocktail numerous times, like a cocktail drink plus the shrimp. That's right. I don't, I don't actually know if there's a season ticket event, but I don't like raising ticket prices on customers after they had bad seasons. That's a general yeah. rule of mine. I mean, but ticket prices are going to go up. Look, I agree with you. You have a bad season. And things are looking forward in the next season. Like for the Jets, it was signing Aaron Rodgers. It just made, oh, it's exciting. We can maybe get away with raising ticket prices because people are going to want to see Aaron Rodgers. The Giants don't have that right now. But, I, I mean, just like eggs, and I guess gas is different because that's really a supply, uh, supply thing uh, from where we get our oil. But, like, 
That's another topic. Right, exactly. Inflation happens. And so I don't know anything about the ticket raising because I don't have season tickets for the for the Giants, but if it's egregious, you get upset about it. If it's not, it's just it's just the normal course I of the growth of our of our country. Respectfully, I do not know I am not ripping the Giants right now because mm. I don't know how deep their increases are. I admit what I don't know. I'm just telling you. In general, rule of Roberts. Like, if I ever become governor, Mm -hmm. there's a few things I'm going to do. And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to pass legislation that bans this practice. Now, unfortunately, if I'm the governor of New York, that doesn't do anything on the Jets and the Giants. (laughs) Bill's fans protected. (laughs) Yeah, Bill fans are the only ones protected. And they should raise their prices. Well, Especially, Especially if they get to the championship game. Look, the Garden has a policy that they will not raise prices if they miss the playoffs. And they have that for both the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks. Is that a fact? That is an absolute fact, and I respect that. So it's the same price year over year over year until they make the postseason. And then once they make the postseason, they have the in their own, you know, contract with their fans the right to raise the In fact, I will tell you from personal experience, because despite my dislike for them, I am a season ticket holder for the New York Knicks. They wrote... All of us a letter a few months ago, months, months ago, like before the playoffs started last year, that said, hey, here's the price if we don't make the playoffs. Uh-huh. Here's the price if we do. How much was it? it the like Nick like won, percentage increase. It wasn't bad. Like so it was respectable considering yeah. they're good. Like I, I have no problem with the Knicks raising ticket prices. Of course. They made the play at a good run. They got to the second round of the playoffs. The Nets cannot raise. Well, they did make the playoffs last year, but still, I'd have a problem with them raising ticket prices. So that's just a rule of thumb I have. That's just, just me. Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel. Okay. I don't disagree. I think it's ridiculous that the Giants are raising ticket prices. Well, careful. Careful. Careful, Sean. Because my last name's not Mara? Yeah, John Mara mm-hmm. and you, uh, something mm-hmm. going on there. No, and right. I will tell Johnny Boy, I have you back most times. But don't you're not a season fan. ticket holder. I'm not. You know why? Because I like sitting down with four TVs and a bucket of nachos <laughs> and beers. I understand that. Sean likes that, but what he doesn't like is football in bad weather. He thinks all those games should now be moved. Let's go to Doug in City Island. Hey, where are you, Doug? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Listen, there's a really simple solution to this whole problem. Yeah. And it can be beneficial financially to the NFL, Go ahead. the Giants, or wherever uh-huh. the cold game is played. I ski a lot. And when I ski, I put a Thermacare heat wrap around my core. I have the hand warmers in my gloves. Look at you. And mm. the toe warmers. Why can't they, instead of handing out terrible towels, just simply dispense these heat warmers oh. to everybody and make it like a celebrity thing. Here we go. Sponsored by XYZ Heat Warmers. They last 12 hours. No one would ever lose their thumb or have numbness in their thumb or their toes again. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's simple. I think people bring Makes them it. anyways. But the problem with those those artificial heating things they just they stop working yeah they don't last after a while i know it says 12 hours and and you could pick it up i don't know six hours after the game it's like oh this thing is still kind of warm but it's not warm enough to keep you warm when it's negative 10 degrees outside i don't mean to be a jackass but i've been to cold weather games those who know how to do it know how to do it you bring those hand warmers you bring uh, hand warmers for your feet you wear 10 layers it ain't a big deal cold weather games are nothing it really, come on! It's Again, not that bad. But is... I do. I like his idea. Like, yeah. I love the idea of the NFL helping out, saying, "Hey, oh, we're going to hand this out. Here's some free hot chocolate. Here's this. Here's that." I think you're losing sight of what I'm saying, though. 
Keep it 20 degrees. You want to wear your hand warmers? We've all done it, Evan. Negative 30. I don't care if the Pope has come down and blessed yeah, the hand warmer. It ain't but working. It didn't seem to be. It didn't seem as bad as we said it was going to be. Because we were on our couch. <laughs> right. <That's> right. True. <laughs> I'm talking about from the player standpoint. Like from a player had heaters. It's true. And you could see them like timeouts. Guys would be like, give me my jacket. Give of me course. that jacket. <laughs> they they didn't want any part of standing out there trying to be tough. My dad still has a hernia from sitting at Yankees opening day ninety six in the snow, and that wasn't nearly that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Staten Island. What's up, Joe? What's up, guys? What's up? Um so I wanted to. T- I, I absolutely agree with Evan on this. I think you should let the fans decide if they want to go to the game or not. I don't think you need to uh, cancel the games for extreme cold. But I also wanted to correct you on the uh, the Yankees and Mets ticket policies. Yeah. When it comes to cold weather or like uh, rain or you know they got to cancel the game, they do not give you a voucher for the next game. I no, no, no. They, they you're right. What they do is. If you want me to get specific on it, is we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, they don't always give you a voucher. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes there's just bad weather and you're screwed. Like, you didn't go to the game? Too bad. But there are times where both organizations say, hey, we know the weather was bad. Here's a voucher for a future game. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's not mm-hmm. like they're giving you your money back. But I have seen in the past both franchises say, hey, we know this was right. bad. Here's something for your trouble. Not, it's not, it, they didn't cancel the game. The right. weather was just bad. Right. The weather's bad and they play the game, then you, you, if you wanted to sit there, you had to sit there. Right. Right. You, you don't... You don't Oh, you shouldn't be owed another no, game. It's because not that, of that you're owed; it's that it's a good gesture. Like I understand the Kansas City I think Chiefs' that's an unnecessary gesture. Isn't well, it? you're a cruel businessman. I'm not, but I'm just saying it. Like we played the game; the players were out there. If you went to an April game and you wouldn't, but let's say you did, I don't know. Maybe he will this maybe, year. Maybe yeah. I'll invite him and he'll do it. Yes, I will. Like it's a Tuesday night, and it's the Mets against the Royals. All right, and let's it is go. 47 degrees. 47 is nothing. Oh, hold on, I'm not done yet. You're right. It is nothing, but it's baseball. i got to be realistic. Huh. Okay, it's 37 degrees. We better? That's chilly. 37 degrees in a mist the entire night. Mm. And the Mets are like, you know what? The Royals, it's into league play. They only come in once a year. we got to play. Yeah. And they play this game. And we are sitting there in my beautiful seats. Yeah. I'll work our way down. And this cold. No, 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 no. Nah. You know, working anywhere. Down. Yeah, we're going to go sit in a club somewhere. <laughs> No, no, you sit outside with me in a cold mist. No, it's a cold mist. For two, that's my point. Thanks for getting me in the building, Evan. You want to come with me? I'm going to go find some places. <laughs> Wait, but would you really do that? Hell yes. You know 100%. what? 100%. Yes. If you get me in there, maybe I'll come too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, right I got to keep my scorebook dry. <laughs> right. You know how it is. Hey, uh, Evan needs to keep his scorebook dry. Can we come in? <laughs> Tiki? You know, Tiki, you know me? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, come on in. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Yeah, how are you guys? Good. Listen, What's up? Hear me out on this whole thing, please, if you can. Yeah. There's a verse in the Bible in front of a blind man, don't put a stumbling block. Football fans and fanatics especially are blind men. <laughs> you can't compare Sean being a fanatic Giant fan to a fanatic Kansas City fan. Sean would go to a 10-degree Giant game even though his usual games are 30 degrees. A fanatic Kansas City fan goes to 5-degree games or negative 5-degree games 
So yes, he doesn't understand that to go to a negative 30 degree game. Now, people listen to authority. If Donald Trump's not even making a rally at Mount Everest, guys will come beer checkers. That's not a fair comparison. <laughs> I hear what yeah, you're but saying. they're still allowed to do it. Yeah. Nestor Cortez. But, you know what I mean? But I think his point was is that in Kansas City, you're used to like negative degrees. I, I, so, you, like, negative five, you're like, eh, I'm fine. lost by all this comparison. Like, I know a lot of things. What he's there. saying is that Sean, as a, as a diehard Giants fan, like, he's used to 30. And so, if it's 20, 20 it's like, yeah, it's 10 degrees more. I'm, I'm going to go. It's yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah. If you're in Kansas City and it's regularly, like, zero or negative two or three or five, and it's like, eh, it's negative 15 no, 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 now, no, no, that's no, no, fine. No, no. Be- no, it's just 10 degrees. Before Saturday night. And negative 30 with the wind chill was the weather. Yes, but you saw most of these people were dressed, like, perfectly for it. There's no perfect. But the point is, Tiki, before that, there was a tie for the coldest game ever at Hourhead with the wind chill. And it was one degree. Okay? Very cold. Freezing. We are talking about 30 degrees colder than that. So I don't want to hear that these people in Kansas City are used to it. not even the coldest game. The Cincinnati game that they kept showing was, like, negative 27 or something, and that was like the actual temperature. Right, but these people, the point is fan bases aren't used to constantly doing this. Cincinnati dealt with it. Kansas City dealt with it. It's with That cold portrayed like Kansas City fans deal with this whole time. No, they don't. It was the first time they've ever had a game nearly that cold. I'm so confused by both your points. What the hell's your point? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'm confused. Let's go to Donnie and Old Bridge. What's Good going on, Donnie? Hi, Tiki. I just wanted to ask you a question. What's up? No matter how cold it is, the majority of the players always really never wear sleeves. Is yes. there a competitive advantage to that? Why it's is like it a, that it's like a, it's a stupid not... mental thing. It's a good question, Donnie. It's just two reasons. There's two reasons. One, you just want to be tough, right? You saw Tyreek Hill before the game. He's out there with a T-shirt on. He just ain't cold. He's like, oh, it's like it's cold, right? It, you, you want to be tough. You want to prove that you can handle it. Because that just, it's a psychological thing. Not that the other team's going to be intimidated, but I remember my offensive lineman used to always get on me. Teak, you're not wearing sleeves, man. I know it's cold outside. You're not wearing sleeves. But I also never wanted to wear sleeves as a ball handler because they're slick. Mm. Right? When you, when sleeves are like the polyester or the material that is, you know, keeps you warm, it's slippery. And like there's a, there's a, a, a tacti- a tackiness to your skin that you don't have when you have sleeves on. And so that extra point of contact, and there's you know multiple, you know, your hands, crook of your arm, your chest, it's that extra point of contact on the on the ball, it's it's compromised. So guys who carry the ball don't usually wear sleeves because it's too easy to lose control of it. That's that's the that's the practical so reason. You never played a game with sleeves. I did when I was younger. Interesting. But after What do you mean by younger? College, high school? No, 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 no. Like year Two, three, four. Oh, in the NFL. Right? Yeah, in the NFL. So you did wear sleeves just early and, on in your career. And in some cases, it would contribute to me fumbling the football. Interesting. Now, if you were ever fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to play in minus 30. Yeah. Late in your career. So now you know better. I would not have worn sleeves. Wow. Yeah. So there's, it would have been no cutoff for you. Yeah. It would have been just like, I'm going sleeveless. I always wanted to feel light. So I never wore anything. Like nothing under my, just what the outfit, this uniform was. And so I, in my Lyman wouldn't let me wear sleeves. Yeah, because they're like, come on. Yeah. Can't you're, you're one of us. Yeah, I, I kind of can relate to that, right. though, because I don't know if I mentioned to you this morning when I went to my car and it was 18 degrees outside, I went in shorts and a t shirt. So I'm kind of like you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Very and tough. Then, and then for, sat, for 30 in your, seconds. sat in your car as it warmed up to avoid having No, he didn't even sit in the car. He went back in the house. Yeah, I went back in the house. I didn't even sit in the car. I put the car on, oh. started warming it up, and then I walked back in. So I'd say it was a total of 45 seconds. Oh, but man. I was outside for 45 seconds yeah. in shorts and a t-shirt, 8 degrees. Wow, you know, it's even. I got one worse for you, or better for you. Yeah. So when we leave here, yeah. it's again, I have the same walk that Evan does, and it's in a garage. I warm my car up when it's in the garage. Do you really? I do. Aren't you afraid of carbon monoxide? I have an electric car. Oh, he's <laughs> so fancy. Wow. So I could turn my car on and warm it up before I leave here. That's damn impressive. <laughs> it is. I'm very, very impressed. I, I don't like cold anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's softened up, those man. sleeves anymore. I'll tell you. He's, I work with a lot of people that have softened up. I am Ooh, very soft. Oh, it's cold. Oh, it's crazy. I love this weather. I don't think it's cold enough, to be honest with you. I'll, I run, really? I'll run in this weather. Like, I ran yesterday. That's it was, impressive, it was man. 22 degrees outside. Yeah. It felt great. After yeah. a mile, I was heated up. I was like, this, this is fantastic. When I used to bike, I, my cutoff on biking was, and it was more wind because the wind could push me over because yeah. I would bike on the Hudson River. And yeah. if it was windy, I didn't weigh that much. That, that wind would like, push my ass over. <laughs> right. But usually it was like 20 degrees would be my cut. And I'd say, ah, I'm not going to bike. That's about right. Tiki, That's about right. Thank you. What? Tiki, a little judicial with the word fantastic this is fantastic what is san diego weather then? <laughs> what do you mean this is overrated fantastic. that's what no it is. i'm talking about when you're running yeah when you're running in this cold weather okay. it's fantastic so, i sweat so if it's hot like if it's over like 50 and i run more than three miles i'm dying because i'm sweating i'm losing all my electrolytes so if i run a marathon and it's like 45 degrees or when i ran boston and it was 70 i almost died like, I literally felt like I was dying. Right, but 45 is good. You think no, three degrees no, is good? No, 25, 35 is great to run in because you don't sweat. That's right. See, Sean doesn't run. He doesn't know he what doesn't this is. I run. Okay. He's not athletic like you and I. He doesn't understand that that weather is nice. <laughs> I was so surprised by something last night. Met fans, listen in and tell me if you feel the same way. David Stearns, the team president of the New York Mets, did an interview on SNY. Hi, SNY. How's it going? And what I've learned about David Stearns over the last how many months he's been the team president mm -hmm. is he doesn't say very much. Like, and that's where a lot of general managers are, team presidents. They don't say a lot of much. Now, sometimes you get a little crinkle, get a little, little crumb, and like, yep. ooh, oh, he gave me something there. But mm -hmm. for the most part, David Stearns doesn't tell you anything. He's not telling us they're not adding a DH. He doesn't say much. But he said something that I was very, very surprised about because I have a lot of experience as a fan. With teams that go into seasons with, hey, if this goes right and that goes right and that goes right, maybe we'll be good. Yeah. Like, I'm sort of an expert on that, whether it's the Mets in the past, whether it's the Nets, whether it's the Jets. A lot of, we could be good because it's sports and you never know. And I think for a lot of us as Mets fans, that's kind of our view on what we're looking at come mid-February when pitchers and catchers report. Mm-hmm. And David Stearns didn't do what I thought he would do, which is play the expectation game. Politicians do this all the time. Keep an eye on New Hampshire. Keep an eye on when politicians say, ah, you know, we're going to need your votes. Hopefully we just win by five points. Meanwhile, really, they need to win by 30 points. Justin Verlander. So <laughs> expectations are a big part of the game. Yes. President Bush used to do that, too, at the debate. You know, hopefully I could put a sentence together. And then if he, like, competes, <laughs> he won the debate. He was brilliant at it. That's my guy, Dubs. David Stearns. I thought, when asked about expectations for this season and what he thinks the Mets would be, would play that game. And instead, mm -hmm. David Stearns, I don't want to say it was Rex Ryan, because that may be going too far, but he was more Rex Ryan than he was George W. Bush.
Take a listen. We should be competing for a playoff spot. We should be building a team that has the ability to make the playoffs, and that's certainly our expectation for our team. Um, I believe we'll be able to meet that expectation, and we should have exciting baseball in September and October for our fans to be proud of. Hmm. That's not, hey, I don't kiss Bill Belichick's rings. That's not, I guarantee, winning the division. I understand that. He didn't do it with bravado. But he told all of us as Met fans something that most Met fans may not even believe, which is, oh, no, we're... We're a playoff team. Well, I think I think he's... I'm surprised he said that. But why? But what else? What what else would he say? We're rebuilding. Oh, we don't have any good enough pieces. They spend a lot of money, right? And so they and they have some some big names and some big pieces. I think this was it was the perfect thing to say. I thought to answer your question, what do I think he was going to say? I thought it would have been more of, hey, you know, we're pretty excited about the team, but that's uh, baseball, you know, we need this step. Like I thought he was going to kind of set that bar a little bit lower than. Tell us, hey, I expect we're a playoff team, which means to me, Tiki, if they don't make the playoffs, then David Stearns in year one, we would look at and say, well, that was a failure. He told us that was his expectation. They came up short. I think he is measuring what he has right now. Because we we know his history, right? In Milwaukee, he comes, Mm -hmm. he he, he inherits a team that's not good. They They don't win. They don't get to the postseason in what was it, 15 or 16? He got into the postseason pretty quickly. Yeah, he got to the NLCS pretty right, quickly. Right. To the, I think it was the second year he gets to the NLCS, and then you, you, he makes a big move. And it's it was cheap because Christian Yelich hadn't been paid yet, but he gets Yelich, and all of a sudden, they're a really good team. Right. So I think when we look at David Stearns, what we're looking at is a guy who's going to first evaluate. Like, he's going to make some moves. He's going to do some things, small you know, building the farm system out, giving some of these young players a chance to come up and compete and play, making some moves like the Harrison Bader or the Seve moves uh, that just fill out some glaring holes that are there. But he's not, like, going all in. Right. This isn't like David Stearns, I'm throwing as much money as I can. He's measuring. Yeah. Like, he's measuring and evaluating in these little, you know, small, um, digestible ways that helps him understand what his team is all about. And if he's going to make some moves, it's it's probably not going to happen until 2025 or maybe even 2026. I think he's evaluating what this team is, and there isn't the same urgency. Like He's really slapping in the face Steve Cohen's, we're going to win a championship in five well, years. Well, maybe not championship, but here's the thing. To the Met fan out there listening, do you think they're a playoff team? Like, can, can they be? Sure. Uh, they can be. And I could spell out how are, they could are they, be. But are they you, on paper right now a playoff team? I, I don't really see it. I don't think most Met fans, I think most Met fans would agree with you. I don't think they think of them as a playoff team. And the team president came out and said, I think we are, which set the bar a lot higher than even some Met fans have yeah, but what, but based who, on the moves who, that they who, made. For who? Who is he really talking to? I think he's talking to us as Met fans. Or is he talking to the players? Is he saying, I know what people are going to think about this team, but I expect you guys to play at a playoff level? No, I think he's talking to the fans. I think I think he's and I think he's being genuine, which I give him credit for. I think he's giving an honest answer of, yeah, we believe in what we saw from Sean Manani in the second half, and we believe Luis Severino was tipping his pitches, Mm -hmm. and we believe that some of our young players will contribute in greater ways than you expect, and we believe we're a playoff team. I don't think that view is shared by a lot of Met fans. Now. Can the Mets make the playoffs? Of course they can. Mm -hmm. I can lay out all the things that have to happen. There's a lot of things that have to happen, but sure they can. But I just, I was surprised. I really was that David Stearns would actually come out and say, yeah, my expectation is to make the playoffs. Yeah, look, they're not elite. There's not a, like, the rotation's not elite. But it's not horrible. It's not like, who the hell is this guy? Right? There's some good 
pieces on this team. So I think he's he's raising the 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 expected um, expectation for this team, and he's talking to the players. I I imagine that you know when when they when they get to spring training, it's not going to be like all right, guys, let's just you know figure things out and uh, see how it goes. And they're going to say we expect to be competitive, and you know by saying that as a as the new guy in charge here. It, you have to set that kind of expectation, even yeah. if you don't think you're getting there. It may be even something. if in your heart you know that eh, we're not that good, but you got to say it. You have to. It, it it's something I'm not used to. Because if you look at a lot of general managers in this town with seasons like that, where obviously when you're the Jets and you get Aaron Rodgers, yeah. or you're the Yankees, but who he's are far new different here though. Right, it's not he does he doesn't own what happened in prior. No, no, but he's owning the fact that he said I think we're a playoff team, which means if they're not a playoff team, if they're not playing exciting games in August and September, if they're out of it again, if they're selling guys off in the middle of July, doesn't mean he's dead, doesn't mean his job is done, but it certainly means that for 2024 he's going to take a massive L, and you have to live with those comments that he thought and thinks they're a playoff team. What do I think as a Met fan? Mm-hmm. I think that this season feels eerily familiar to many seasons of my past as a fan. Now, that doesn't mean I disagree with their plan or they can't win next year when they start to spend more and more but and why? more. But why does it feel familiar? It feels it familiar to me, because... To me, I don't see how it does. Because some of those past seasons, you had elite pitching. Like, you had the prospect of, like, man, we might be able to, like, pitch our way into the postseason. Well, I'm not saying 2021 or 2022. I'm saying it's eerily familiar to seasons in the kind of mid-2000s where... I would sit there and say they can make the playoffs if this happens, if this happens, and if this happens. And I think that that's the view I'm going to have, barring any other major change going into this season. They can make the playoffs if. Like, I'm used to this. A lot of us are used to this. They can make the playoffs if. Mm -hmm. And we could go through all the ifs. We'll certainly do it as we get closer to the start of spring training and opening day. But there's a list. I may do it on the Rico tonight just for you. Nice. There's a list of things. That have to go right. And if 70% of those things go right, yeah, Mets could shock the world. And you know what? Like the Diamondbacks, they can win the pennant. That's familiar to the past where, yeah, you would always go into seasons, especially in baseball, and rationalize this, 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 then we win. So I don't mean it's similar in terms of who the manager Mm -hmm. is or who the owner is or my expectations for the future. That's far different, and I agree. But in terms of, hey, Evan, 2024, how many games are the Mets going to win? Hey, you think they make the playoffs? That's where things are familiar. They have a lot of ifs. The if New York Mets. And one thing, and I should, uh, what they call when you copyright it? 88. When you have a lot of ifs, you're usually effed. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to the Rico Broadner Podcast. There also are a lot of I'd, too. What? I mean, there's two letters, I and F. So you got a lot of Fs, didn't you? <laughs> Also, a lot of eyes. Okay. Evan and Tiki on the film. By the way, tomorrow at this very time, we will be talking to Bad Tiki, a tradition here on this program, the AI version of Tiki Barber tomorrow at 430 right here on the fan. Does your wife or a significant other ever buy something that you had no idea they were going to buy, and then you're like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. No, because I just... If she knows what I want, and I, I get it. So No, I don't mean for you. I mean just something for the house or for herself, and then you're the one who's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm, no. I just experienced it. What, what, my one? wife bought something that when she bought it, 
I gave her the look of, okay, honey. You know, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. Who, you want it. <laughs> who am I to say no, considering I'm just wasting money on season tickets? And what it was is something that I now find to be the coolest thing ever. It's a birdhouse with a camera. Uh-huh. And so what happens is, and I've been getting messages all day from my wife about this. The bird goes into the birdhouse. The camera goes on. You get an up-close look at said bird. Mike, look at this, Tiki. Describe this to the audience. Yes. Look at that bird. It is a, what is that? Like a, I don't know, it's some green bird. Well, that's the other thing. Right. I, Wait till the squirrels start getting into it. <laughs> There's a feature on this little birdhouse that shows you the video of the bird Peacock. in which... It will tell you what kind of bird it is. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, except they get it wrong every time. (laughs) Like the other day, they say, this is an owl. I'm like, this isn't an owl. What the hell are you talking about? Peacock. Because the eye is so big next to the camera, it just looks like an owl's eye. (laughs) So I think think Tracy actually got that from my, my, her parents. Oh, you got to get it for yourself. (laughs) Dude, this is like, I'm all consumed by this. It's just pictures of birds. Like it's hey, amazing. Yeah. Now, now you wonder why people bird watch. Yeah, like there's bird watching clubs. Well, I'm bird watching on my phone. <laughs> you just get up there. They eat their food. The camera goes on. It's a live video I'm of the bird, sure. like waddling around a little bit. I'm trying to think if I'm surprised or not that Evan is liking bird watching. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised right? at all. I'm a loser. I mean, the man can endure all 82 Nets games, 162 Nets games. Good point. So you sit there and you just watch birds eat. Well, I, you, you see the video of the bird, like, up close and personal, just eating and looking at you. It's almost <laughs> like the bird is staring at you. Peacock. I, okay. I mean, I, I my wife has bought me a beer fridge. She's also bought me, uh, like, one of those electrical fireplaces, or not uh, me, mm. or stuff for the house that yeah. I didn't know she was buying, and they've been the greatest things ever. I don't think I'd be all fired up to go, oh, here's a sparrow watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably what that bird is, a sparrow. Look at you. You know what I'm getting out of Tiki? Unlike Sean, Tiki wants this. I do want this. Tiki's like, I want to buy this. Well, How much well, was it? I see him outside my window. Right? My, like, we have, it's not woods because there was a bunch of woods there, but it, they cut down, they redeveloped it and everything. But there's there's robins we see, all the yeah. blue jays. Hey, there's a lot of different birds that we see. We have animals in our neighborhood everywhere. Fox running yeah, by. Man, they're everywhere. I once, saw, I once saw a coyote. It actually scared the hell out of me. And wouldn't it be cool if you had a video of it? No, because it was huge. Yeah. It, it, it actually scared me. No, I saw one a few weeks ago, and I was right. I saw it through the window, and I was like, holy crap, we have coyotes running around? Right. Where do you live? Yellowstone? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're yeah, everywhere. No, they're everywhere, man. No, they're, they're big, massive, like, angry dogs. Yes. That's what they are, essentially. You don't have any on Long Island? And we get foxes occasionally. I had a yeah. fox scurry across. Saw a fox, too? So What's a fox say? Me, 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 I don't Peacock. Know. What? What's, what the hell is that from? song? You don't know that song? Was that from Family Guy? No. It's like an <laughs> actual song that was on the radio. Oh, who did the song? Gwen, Gwen I, Stefani? Uh, I don't remember. No, it. Gwen Stefani did not do, what does the fox say? Yeah. Me, 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 me. It's all different sounds because nobody knows what a fox says. That's true. Like, I don't know what a fox says. We know says. what the cow says. Moo. We know what the like the, the owl says. <laughs> right? I was about to say, what does the owl say? <laughs> like, we know what everything You says. never saw the restaurant Hooters? Dude, you got to listen owls. to this song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to listen to this all song. Right. On my way, hilarious. On my way home tonight, instead of the Lugauer, uh-huh. I'll be listening to this yes. song. What does the fox say? By the way, <laughs> sounds exactly like the Lugauer. 
I don't know a lot, but once you play the song, I'd say, oh, yeah, 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 I know that song. How did you miss that? Dude, I had no idea what the hell was going on as you were playing it. Like I've never heard it. It was like a cultural thing. It has over one billion views on YouTube. Yes. It was like yeah. a cultural thing. That what just year? Took what 10 year? years ago, according to YouTube. Yeah, like 10 years ago. So like 2013, 2014, this yes. was a thing? And yes. now with the garden, we do, what does Adam Fox say? Go, 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 go. Are you serious? Go, go, go. They do that at the garden? Yeah. That is so lame. <laughs> you guys are losers. <laughs> what does a fox say? We don't know. I don't know what a fox says, but I certainly didn't know this was the rage 10 years ago. It was. I must have missed that year. Maybe that was the year I was courting my wife this, and I was distracted. This was very, this was like the next Gangnam Style when that was big. Wow. Oh, that's I, rem right. I remember that. That's right. It like, came, out, came out right around the same yeah. time. Yeah. Because this was also a couple years after... BT and I started working together, right on the on on the national. Was this your theme song on the show? No, oh. but he went to Marist. Okay, and oh, the Red Foxes. The Red I know foxes. that. So I would always give him crap. Hey, BT, what's the fox say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, I missed that one completely. But thank you for uh, teaching me. You're welcome. You I learned something it. new today. We teach you wrestling. You teach us <laughs> foxes and sounds and music. Peacock. Let's go to Ron in Port Jefferson. How's it going, Ron? What up, Ron? How you doing? Uh, two things I love to say. Yeah. Um, first of all, there is an imposter using my name, Ron from Port Jeff. I've been calling forever, and there's a new Ron from Port. Now, Jeff, what kind of caller like, is Ron? Is he like kind I of know. a douche? Is he a good guy? Like, right. does he not represent you so well? I, What's your issue I with him? I only I only caught him at the end yesterday in the morning with Boomer and Geo. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not me. And my girlfriend calls. Three times a week, she goes, oh, you were just on the radio. I'm like, that's not Ron from Port Chip. Oh, my God. Do you, think the person, do you think the person, like, is a fan of yours and is doing it on purpose, like, to steal your identity? So, so I probably don't have a fan like that. <laughs> I'm not like Evan. Like let's be honest here. I'm just a guy from Port Chip. But I am the Ron from Port Chip, and all my friends are going to call today and laugh. But the main reason I called today was I got to spend some time with Buddy Harrelson. Yeah. And I got to golf with him. Um, I was a part of a thing for a place called the Morgan Center. It's kids with uh, special needs and mm -hmm. cancer. And I went to a golf outing four years ago, five years ago, and guy said, hey, go in my place. I, I go into the place, and I uh, it's a, a golf course out on Long Island, Calverton. And I go, well, I don't know who I'm golfing with. And guy comes up behind me, and he goes, you're golfing with me. And I go, oh, my God, you're Buddy Harrison. Yeah. Wow. And I was on a board with them and stuff with the, with this center, uh, great people that run it. And uh, I go, I'm golfing with you. I spent 18 holes with Buddy Harrelson. That is awesome. That is awesome. One of the biggest gentlemen, I, best gentleman I've ever met in my life. Um, 
told me some crazy stories about baseball, and I just, I was just amazement that I could sit there with him in a golf cart. And, you know, so I said to him, I said, who do you hate the most in baseball, buddy? He goes, Mickey Mantle. Wow. And I go, you hate Mickey Mantle? Mm. He goes, the greatest talent we've all seen in our lifetime. Just gave it up. And I go, what do you mean gave it up? He, says, he didn't care about baseball. He just loved to go out and hit the ball. But he could have been the greatest ball player in the history of the world. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I mean, that's that's. I mean, you know, what's funny. What's amazing about him, and thanks for the call, Ron, is that he still turned out to be one of the greatest yeah. baseball players of all time, even if he was partying every night and drinking a lot, and maybe he didn't get the most out of what he could have been. One thing about Bud Harrelson, I have heard, I've had fortune of meeting him a couple of times, is he was just the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the universal opinion on Bud Harrelson, and always around. And like I said, the day after he passed. He was a part of the Mets in every way, as a player, as a champion, as a coach, as a manager, as an ambassador. Like, when you think of the franchise, there are a few names that can be that synonymous with them, and certainly Buddy Harrelson was one of them. No question about that. Let's go to Joe in Mount Sinai. How are you, Joe? What's up, Joe? Hello. How are you? We're good. I have a little advice for Tiki. What's up? And I was listening very, very carefully to what you were saying a few about an hour ago. Yeah. When you, when you walk your dog at night. Yes. Open the bag before you go. <laughs> but I don't know if she's going to go. Sometimes well, the she odds are go. it will. And just in case your dog does go, you're ready because <laughs> I I've been there where you can't open the bag. Right. It's even harder when you try to close it. <laughs> That's it's, so true. You gotta wait to your get gloves on. You gotta wait to get back inside. Then it smells in your house when you bring it inside. <laughs> it's, such no, a, no. it's such a pain. We have in the places butt. to dump it. Yes. Yeah, uh, but anyway, also I asked. I wanted to ask Evan. Yeah. Were you disappointed when the Bills game was postponed? I was. I was very disappointed because, and while I understood that people couldn't commute and couldn't get to the stadium Mm -hmm. because there was a travel ban, I was looking forward to, the way most football fans were, of seeing that game play in the elements. But it would have been harder to see. It would have been harder to see, but it would have been a weather game we would have talked about forever. This Bill Steeler game that was played on Monday afternoon will be forgotten in the annals of football history. It will be. No one will remember. Annals. Annals. I don't think it's disappearing in anybody's rear. <laughs> wow, maybe so. Yeah, maybe. I, that game is it's it's not memorable. Like, think about it. Yeah. It was a football game, and I don't mean it because we were working or it was during the day. It has nothing to do with that. Like, if Bill Steelers is played on Sunday in those conditions where there were none, eh, it's a crappy football game between a team, one team that's better than the other team. Mm-hmm. But if we were watching that game in a blizzard, that's football, man. Like that. We grew up. Hearing stories yeah. of the ice ball, hearing stories about NFL championship yeah, games the being played in tundra, yes. all that stuff. Yes, I mean, even lying. though they're so rare, like it's so rare that you see games. That's it's why fun. when you move it, you make it even rarer because yeah. you took it away from us. But I also feel like most of them were either Green Bay, Buffalo, or was the where's the ice ball? Ice ball was Green Bay, right? Or yeah, so because I, I remember the recent one. Was Shady, McCoy, and Buffalo. Remember mm-hmm. that snow game? Well, how many places could you really have a snow game? Think yeah, about it. Yeah, there's just not a ton of them. Well, but also here's the problem. And like, I've we brought... never get snow in, in Jersey. We have had very few MetLife Stadium snows. Giants-Packers a couple years ago in the pandemic. Yeah. 
And wasn't there one game oh, where... Yeah, it happened. It did happen. But wasn't there a game in the early 2000s the Giants played in the snow but and then fans started throwing snowballs it, on the field? It was Giants-Chargers in the 90s. Yeah, there you go. So it happens. Yeah. But it's rare. It's very rare. But that's why when you move it and you take it away, you make it even rarer because you took it away from us. Were there even fans in the stands in that game? No. no. The Giant-Packer game? No, it was weird. No. The whole season here I don't, in I don't, I, don't, I don't remember that at all. I actually went to a game and I don't even remember the game. You went to a game in an empty stadium? I went to a game in an empty stadium and I don't remember the game. It was, That's, I, it was San Francisco. I mean, who they played, but it, I, don't, I don't remember like what happened. It, it's funny. I went to wait, one wait, game. Wait, by the way, I just realized Aaron Rodgers won that game in cold weather. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you beat your old point earlier that Aaron's old and can't play in the cold weather. I went to one game in an empty arena slash stadium. I got a press credential for Nets Heat. Yeah. It was one of the early renditions of the big three. And I walk into Barclays Center, and nobody's there. And I'm like, this, I take a COVID test. Like, the whole thing was surreal. And I'm sitting there watching these all time great players, and the Nets won barely, but it was an ugly game, but whatever, they won. And I will never forget that night because of the uniqueness of the fact that nobody was there. Yeah. So the fact that you don't remember this, I remember being there, and I'm like, the thing I remember was like the photographers just walking all around the stands, Mm -hmm. like they were just going wherever they wanted to get the right shot that they needed to, and they could go wherever they wanted because there's nobody in there. But I like the game itself. I don't remember a thing that happened in the game other than one forty nine are getting hurt. And then them bitching about it after the game. By the way, <laughs> Giants lost 31-13. It was actually 2019, the end of Shermer's run, and there were fans. And uh, that was when they played in snow? Played in snow. Yeah. Six yeah, inches it, of snow. It's funny. You counted on one hand in New York, New Jersey. We don't get yeah. a lot of that. Let's go to John and North Halden. What's up, John? Hey, guys. I just want you to let you know that uh, I am the real Ron from Fort Jefferson, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to meet the real one. Uh, um, just really fast. Um, this is right up Tiki's alley right here with, uh, with soccer and all that. Um, so of course, Tiki, in the Bundesliga, they take the month off, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm sure other, uh, Scandinavian or Northern uh, European leagues do too. Yep. But so, so football, you know, we're complaining about weather, have preseason, um, training camp starting, um, starting August and August preseason games start in September. Have them go through that time, get their uh, their holidays in there, take a break in January, right? At the after um, New Year's, take a break in January, the month off, then they start back up in February <laughs> and so on. And the, hey, hey, you know the NFL loves wow. to own all the holidays. Wow, have the Super Bowl on Easter Sunday, <laughs> oh, man. right? Are you and, kidding? And you have the draft, and then you have the draft on and, July fourth, and then you start so over. Take the whole, yeah, and you start over. <laughs> You know, exactly. it's funny. The one thing I mean, that, that is said, brilliant. the one thing that he said that I'm like, holy crap, this could work beautifully for the NFL on a lot of levels is ending the regular season and taking a month off. Kind of like how college football used to have yeah. it. Because what you'd have for that month and the buildup to the postseason, A, everyone gets healthy, right? So that's a good thing. Anyone who's banged up, ah, got a month, we're getting yeah. healthy, we're good to go. It'll make teams play out the string because why the hell would you sit when you're already going to have a month off? Mm-hmm. And then that month, we would all be screaming and yelling, analyzing, how about this team, this team, this team. And then when it starts, we'll be so thirsty for football again. Right. Like, But it'd be, it would be quick, though. It's only going to be a month, right? Essentially, for, yeah. the, for the playoffs. Yes. And the postseason. So it'd be a quick month. Quick month. So you work for three months or four months, yeah. take a month off, then work for a month. How brutal is getting eliminated on that first day, though? You take the month off, you come back, and yeah. bam, you're gone. Well, I think I think part of the reason it would never work is like attrition. The attrition of football is one of the like storylines. Like who stays healthy? Right. 
I mean, that's going to be the issue with the Bills this coming weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. They got beat up in the secondary, and in the in their defense got got hammered. Their second level, so and the Chiefs have an advantage. They got to play in a week. It's going to be cold again, and they got guys that are compromised. Like I think that's part of the story in football is who can play through pain, who can stay healthy. So you think that enough. would take away from it? I think it would. Because so the idea of guys getting healthy because they have a month off, you no, actually think great. it's a bad thing? It's great, but, it also, but it's one of the things that you worry about in the NFL. And now all of a sudden you wouldn't worry about it in the postseason. I'll tell you. It's, you know, there's a lot of ideas that sometimes I have, that mm. callers have, and you're like, ah, it's stupid. That's not that's a bad crazy. one, actually. The more I think about that, the more I'm like, you know what? That's not terrible. No. You take the, let's say, you know what I would even say? The holidays. Like, the NFL season ends on December 20th. Okay? <laughs> So now, Christmas with our family, mm-hmm. New Year's, first couple of weeks of January, we all take a big deep breath. And then come late January, playoffs begin. I'm in. <laughs> you right. like that idea, right? I'm in. Because then I don't have to deal with any of the nonsense I dealt with on Christmas this year. And then we're all tired of our families. They're tired of us. Yeah. We resume being football pigs. <laughs> it's actually not the worst idea I've ever heard. It's not. Crazy. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.